You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. On today's podcast, we're going to learn all about how to train like a boxer. I know all about it. You put on a gray sweatsuit. You punch a slab of meat in a freezer. You go running through the streets of Philadelphia until you got a whole group of kids following you. Okay, that's not real boxing. That's movie boxing. Rocky is very real to me. <laughs> but today, we are going to talk to boxer Sergio Chacon. I'm Robin Shaw. I'm Michael Buckley. And this is The Bodcast. It's The Bodcast with Michael Buckley and Robin Shaw. I've lost 85 pounds. Now I'm a personal trainer and help other fat people. I was the last kid picked in gym class. Now I'm a personal trainer and I've got a six pack. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well, Robin. How you doing? I'm good. Can I tell you what I hate more than anything in the world? Poverty. <laughs> I don't mind famine. poverty or famine. War. War. I don't. No, all of that takes a second place to what I'm about to say that I hate. I hate when you're working out at the gym and a trainer comes over and starts chatting with you. That is really annoying. I because th- really I, annoying. Yeah, and I don't know what New York Sports Club is doing. Okay, I hope they're. I hope New York Sports Club hears this because you have to stop doing this. They have their trainers walk the floor. It's a sales job. You have to work yeah. four hours for that express reason I've to like go to around stop and harass going people to during certain the gyms around Manhattan because the tr- there are some trainers who are so annoying. And there's this one trainer who I had told about the the podcast. You know, just being like trying to get some guests who now won't leave me alone. And I'm working out. He comes over to me and he starts talking. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm working out. I can't really talk right now. And he goes, well, why don't we discuss this over dinner? And I was like, and you know. Sounds like he's <gasps> trying to get you to buy something <laughs> yeah, more than just yeah. a training package. Actually, there. you know what I hate more than trainers talking to me is when guys try to talk to me at the gym. I can like, see that. Like if you're sw- if you have your headphones in and you're sweating and you look gross, that means the girl's not there to flirt. She's there to work out, you know. So anyway, totally. so then I turned to him. I was like, "Oh, I don't eat socially." That was my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, I only eat for nu- nutritious value. I don't eat when other people are talking." My food to is me. functional, <laughs> not fun. That's what I said. <laughs> and then he was he like gave me a look, and I was like, and then I went on like a tangent. I was like so pissed off that he was like bothering me. That'd be awesome if that guy like inspired you to become like I'm eating 12 servings of vegetables a day just so I could go back and tell this guy that I won't go to dinner with him. Yeah, he didn't motivate. He motivated me to not go to the gym tomorrow because <laughs> I don't want to have to see him. Uh, I just think it's so annoying. It is really annoying. Yeah, yeah. and they're always like can I show you a better way to do this? Can I, you know, the, trying to offer yeah. advice and yeah, it's just, it's, in, it's invasive. Yeah. And look, it's New York City. Most people are on a, a time crunch. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like I allow myself like whatever amount of time at the gym because I'm running from either client or addition. Mm-hmm. So the last thing I want to do is chat with someone. Also, like now moving away from the trainer talking to you, but when a guy comes up to talk to you at the gym, I get, first of all, I, I never look as ugly as I do when I'm working out. And it's like, <laughs> like even if I do find the guy hot, like I'm like I've sweat dripping. I probably have like vagina sweat stains. Like I don't wanna, I don't wanna like chat right now. You know. Do you work out with your boyfriend? Never. Really? Yeah. You're like I don't. Wanna... I don't want to talk. I don't want to like chat it up. I don't want to. I don't want to wait for you to do your set, finish your set till I could do something. You know. Right. Like I just want to go, 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 go. That makes sense. Yeah. You ever train your boyfriend? Nope. Really. Yeah, he no. We, I train my girlfriend sometimes. We, yeah, we actually had a thing come up recently where she, I was like, I don't know if I should train you. I don't know if that's too too inside. So she actually tried out another trainer. Yeah, I got so weird about it. 
Oh, yeah, I'd be pissed. See, I don't train my boyfriend, but I'd be pissed if he went to another trainer. It's really weird, though, because I can just kind of turn it off. And for, I guess, you know what it is? It's for for that hour, she'll actually listen to me for an hour. Right. Yeah, that's why he won't listen to me. Sometimes I'll be like, he'll have some pain or whatever. I'll be like, oh, let me stretch you. Oh, yeah. That's what he does. Oh, that's awesome, though. That's one of the perks of the job. I know, but. She's actually, she's in really good shape, though. So it is actually a lot of fun to to work her out because it's not like. Oh, because you can do I have to like take it easy it. on her and like, you yeah. know, she's, she can hang, which is a lot of, I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I, I always enjoy that. What? Mm. Training her? Yeah. The people that, or training people kind of, that are in good they shape. They can just push. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, I like training people who like, like don't want to do anything. <laughs> I like, I like training the clients that like doing sitting. Like, oh, we're going to meditate for five yeah. minutes and then we'll go, go on to your next My favorite client is, is someone that I became friends with. And half the time when I go to her, she'll be like, can we just go out to eat instead? I'll still pay you. And I'm like, done. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's. <laughs> She's my favorite client. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I actually wanted to come on as a guest and talk about it. I talk about her. About why she's had how me she started as working trainer. with you yeah. and gained thirty five pounds since two thousand and eight. I've been her trainer. I don't think she's lost any weight, <laughs> but she's a loyal client. She's and you've, never. You've stopped. had some really good heart to hearts. I'm sure. Yeah. And some awesome dinners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I've had her. She's probably one of my most loyal clients, but we just don't work out that often. Oh my god, that's so yeah. Funny. Um, all right, let's go to our fitness question of the week. All right, you want to read it? Yeah, cool. All right, so this comes from Craig H in Larchmont, New York, and he want he starts by saying, "I'm not an alcoholic or anything, mm-hmm. but I do like to go out for drinks with my friends on the weekends. Can you recommend my best bets to get buzzed without sabotaging my workouts?" Okay, well, this is a great question. And, it is. And, you know, because I started losing weight. Like, I went on my original, like, weight loss thing back in college. Mm-hmm. And this was the big problem was I was going from drinking 12 beers seven nights a week because I was an acting major. <laughs> so we didn't have to, like, <laughs> right. do any work ever. Um, so then, like, what am I supposed to do? So the first thing is just drinking's bad. So move over to, like, weed because weed zero calories. No calories, right. <laughs> Yeah. What this is that? This is my health advice. <laughs> what about the munchies? <laughs> no, you can't. That's the, that. But you get ca- keep carrot sticks, you know, in your fridge, and that's like the only thing you're allowed to eat, or like lettuce, like something that like you don't want to binge on. Like <laughs> right. You're gonna have like five pieces, and you're like, all right, let me just pass out. No so, okay, Ben so Jerry's, no yeah. Oreos. So first, don't. Yeah, you drink. know what? Actually, if you don't have them in the house, yeah, you're stoned. You're probably not going to be motivated enough to get to up go and go out. to the deli. Yeah. So yeah. So if if you make sure that you don't have any of that stuff in yeah. the house before you smoke. So that's one is switch over from alcohol to weed. Actually, you know what? Today, yesterday, they legalized weed in New York. It's going to be passed. It's going to start this summer. Really? I mean, not this summer. In the for fall. medicinal purposes or for just? I, I don't know. I, I, I think <laughs> it's pretty much legal anyway. You get like a ticket. Yeah, but I'm saying like now they're making it. Like, like official? Legal, legal, yeah. All right, so that's one. Two, what I did um, back in college was then I switched over to vodka club soda. Right. It's, I think, I believe 70 calories for a yeah, glass Yeah, it depends on that. the proof. I think the 100 proof is a little bit higher. But right. yeah, like on average, it's about yeah. 70 And like, calories. I don't, I mean, I, I, I could drink, you know, but like three vodka club sodas, you're pretty drunk. Right. I think that's funny that there's the... The, uh, not just what are the low calorie options that it's, but uh, hey, look, I still want to get my buzz on. Right. Well, why drink if you're not going to get exactly. your buzz on? No, that's a good point. You know, so so that's a really good one. Is that's not too femi- feminine? Is that a, too feminine of a soda? drink? Yeah. No, I don't think so. 
Yeah, you can man it up. Yeah, especially if you're working out five or six days a week yeah. and you're otherwise ripped. Who's going to call you? No, I don't know. No, there's some drinks that I know men don't like to drink because it's like too. Oh, it's clear. I think it's yes, that one's fine. So that's good. Also, um, I think that's my number one pick. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a great choice. Um, I would actually stay away because he did mention the thing about the buzz. So there are all those light beers that are 64, 100 calories. Yeah, you have to drink a lot of beer to get. Yeah, I mean that's that's pointless. You might as well just drink water if if you're going to do that. So yeah, if he still wants to pack the buzz, I think vodka is a good way to go. Most alcohols are within the 64 to like 150 calorie range. The best alcohol to drink, like for calorie wise. And it's all, it's the mixers that get you in trouble. Yeah. You know, that's why I do it with club soda or diet Coke is sometimes good to mix like rum with, but I think rum is really high in, uh, not if you do uh, clear rum. So if you do the brown uh, rum, it's a little bit higher and clear rum and diet Coke. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a baseball game just happened (laughs) in the middle of our fitness question of the week here. Um, There's also, um, you know, I know a lot of times people say, watch out for margaritas, stuff like that, the fancy stuff. But if you do a real margarita, like with just tequila, lime juice, uh, just a little bit of Cointreau, and I think that's it. You know, that's that's actually not a horrible option. That that will definitely get you. I had a skinny margarita. Was it last week or two weeks ago? It was at a like a you know one of these like fun places in Guamanan and it said the right. calorie count and it was like 180 calories for a skinny margarita compared to a regular margarita which was like 900 calories but I don't know what made it skinny uh, maybe it was like maybe it was like a different mixer maybe it was like a sugar-free mixer I don't yeah know. it's probably because it's the the sour mix that yeah adds all the sugar and the calories it's probably that yeah so we recommend vodka club soda or some sort of clear rum with like a diet coke or red wine it's a hundred and you know usually, what the problem about 120 150 calories is the that. eating that comes with once you get drunk yeah that's true. Sometimes, they inhibit, sometimes i'll drunk. have only like three three hundred calories worth of drinking but then i go get like a pizza pie neat like yeah no one on a friday pizza. night after a night of like hitting it hard at the bars has said i need a kale salad Right. No one has ever said that. <laughs> no, no. What you should do, wait, I got the solution. You ready? What's his name? Craig. Craig. Do vodka club soda, have like five of them, and then have sex. So then you're then burning off the calories that you're drinking and not eating the time away. Done and done. Done and done. All right. Thank you for your fitness question. You are a true pro, Robin. (laughs) Thank you. And uh, guys, if anyone else has any questions or comments, please write in to us at... The podcast podcast at gmail.com. And also, we're now on iTunes, so check us out there. Yeah, you can subscribe to YouTube uh, to uh, to us on iTunes, and then every time there's a new episode, you don't have to, you know, because a lot of people uh, are asking, hey, when's the next one? When's the next yeah, one? Yeah. They'll just download it automatically to your device. So. That's cool. And rate us, but only positive stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> we did get, uh, did you see our very first review? I, that was hilarious. We got, a, we got a comment that said, after listening to you guys, I wish I was deaf. Right. <laughs> my, it was my, so I didn't really it was care my mom much. who wrote that. Was it really? <laughs> no. Your mom has a very interesting handle. My girlfriend <laughs> told me about it before I saw it. Oh, I saw it. And thought it she was, hilarious. and I didn't really care that much. And I was like, who wrote that? Did it sound like they were a 15-year-old girl or a 15-year-old boy or some like 40-year-old man that lives with his parents? I want parents? to have whoever it is she was on like, as a guest. No, it was somebody with some stupid name like Booger Eater or something like that. 
And then I checked. That's actually the name of the person was Booger Eater. Uh, Booger Eater, please come on as a guest. I don't know if you want a good review from (laughs) Booger Eater. Um, But guys, definitely check us out. We thank you so much. We have so many great uh, comments and listeners. Oh yeah, it's been it's been really awesome. Yeah, so thank you. Interacting with people. All right, let's let's talk to our guests because I first off when I first started losing weight, it was from someone who was. Uh, a kickboxing teacher. So I originally started the weight loss, my weight loss with boxing. So I just think there's so many benefits. So we're gonna introduce our guest, uh, the very funny and good looking Sergio. How are you? Hold on, I'm getting doing his fantastically on. well, Robin. <laughs> How are you guys? How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. well. Good. I'm good. Thanks for coming on. So talk to me a little bit about how you got interested in boxing in the first place. How you got into it? <laughs> Hold were on, he's right. Look, were you, uh, there you go. I'm good. Oh. I'm sorry about that. I had a little technical <laughs> difficulty with the headphones. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we are personal trainers, not brain surgeons here at the podcast. Oh, I know. I'm not, I'm not, even, I'm not even wearing my headphones. We're such a mess. I can't, I can't figure that. What am I, a genius? <laughs> we're such a mess. Okay, so. What am I, a prodigy? So, yeah, so how, how did your boxing find you? Was it a calling? You know what? I've always been interested in boxing. It was uh, something that was played in uh, in my house all the time growing up. Where'd you grow I, up? I grew up in the Lower East Side. Oh, my mother enjoyed boxing. <laughs> my uncles enjoyed boxing. My father enjoyed boxing. So I grew up boxing. You know, none of oh. them actually boxed, but watched a lot of it, and I was hooked. Who were your favorite fighters age. growing up? Oh man, I like Sugar Ray Leonard. I liked uh, Roberto Duran, Mike Tyson, of course. Oh, I remember yeah. I remember in elementary school, I wanted to be Mike Tyson in first grade. In my first school yard fight, I was trying to fight like, <laughs> you know, with the body. Like Mike Tyson? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I loved, you know, just, uh, it was an escape, you know, watching those guys do their thing. You know, so nothing it, is like it, you know, the, one-on-one combat, you know. I, I wasn't really into any other sports but boxing for a long time. So, like, growing up, you boxed? You know what? I was in and out of it. My mother, <laughs> she liked boxing, but she didn't want me to box at all. Right. She's right. like, no, your nose is too nice. I'm like, well, who <laughs> says that? So someone who wants to fight. That's what she used to tell me. You know, That's like never... what my mom used to say to my brothers about, like, football. It's like, they're like, you're too pretty and small. And oh, yeah, my mom don't... was obsessed with, you're going to get paralyzed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And still this fear in me. I'm like, oh, don't hit my nose if you box. <laughs> But um, yeah, it started at, you know, at a very young age. But I, I, I started boxing actually like around 18, then I stopped and then picked it back up at the age of like 25. And, and where do you start training for, for boxing? How do you? I, I went to Gleason's Boxing Gym in the Brooklyn. world famous Gleason's yeah, Gym? Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's interesting how what inspired it. You know, I, I had an accident. I cut my finger the summer of like, oh, it was like April 2000, I don't know, four or something like that. I forget the exact year, but I cut my finger off on a table saw and they told me, you're not going to be able to box. And what happened was, like, I was like, damn, how are they going to take that away from me? I was boxing for like, on and off for like two years. I was like, how are they going to take that away from me? Sure enough, like, I was able to box. Like, they managed to fuse the finger in a way where I was still able to box. So that brought, like, my appreciation for my body. Oh, wow, yeah. To like a high level. It's so funny. When you when you get injured, you then oh. realize how much you need your body. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Like I was... So true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can learn so much from from an injury too. Just, um, you know, it's not even just a... I, I, I think that all the time. Like it's not even just a matter of learning how to use your body in a different way, but it's also using your body usually in a more efficient way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In a way that, you know, you're going to prevent, uh, not that you're going to get your finger cut off during, right, right, during right. a boxing match, but, you know, there are things where you probably had to work around and where it probably actually improved your form no, in other absolutely. ways. Absolutely. 
And it, you know, if that sort of hardship is embraced properly, it could, it just makes you a, a better person, you know. So first day that you start training to be a boxer, what's that look like? You show up, and what does the what does the workout look like that very? It's first a lot day? of cardio. Um, I have uh, clients that you know I, I I train people at very different levels. Um, quite often, people come to me uh, who just want to get like in shape and they're interested in um, learning how to box, but they don't realize that. Most people don't realize that you have to be very relaxed when practicing any martial art, you know. Uh, a, a first day of the workout, it's a lot of cardio. I might have them jump rope, mm-hmm. shadow box, and work the fo- focus mitts just to see the, where what they're What are at. focus mitts? Focus mitts are pads that I, the trainer, wear, okay. and they throw combinations on those focus mitts. Okay. Um, so it's a lot of cardio to begin with, but I want to see what their strength is like as well. So I incorporate some floor work, which is calisthenics, push-ups, sit-ups, dips, and so forth. Now, if they're already coming to me in shape, I might do some combination exercises like squats, curls, presses, and such. With, do you use weights too? Or yeah, you... light weights, high reps. You know, with, uh, with boxing, you want to remain as agile, limber, and fast as humanly possible. That's an interesting point, I think, the, the mis- people think of someone that stands up straight, someone with good posture, a lot of times people think, oh, that person's uptight or that person's tense. But it's actually the opposite. To stand up correctly and throw your shoulders back, bring your chest forward, you know, that you actually have to be very relaxed in order to hold that, that posturing. Right. Um, you know, and it's funny how quite often when we're learning something new, it, we, we, we get stressed out. So I see where a lot of newer clients, they hold their breath. You know, yeah. and I always tell mm-hmm. them it's all in the breathing, being relaxed as relaxed as possible. And as a dude, Who's the stand up? I'm a stand up comic as well. I there's uh, interesting like similarities. Like when a new comic goes on stage, they try to overcompensate with shock value. Maybe you might right. see someone, you know, just fill up like they just want to get to the point and like hit as hard as they can on stage. And quite often they're missing because they don't have that stage presence. They don't have the experience yet. Right. But if they just relax and kind of pick and choose where you know what's going on and what they really want to say. It's more effective. Same thing with boxing. If I get a new guy, like working a heavy bag or the focus mitts, they like almost bite their bottom lip and try to punch as hard as they can, which right. is you know counterproductive in the grand scheme of things. You want to be as relaxed as possible. You blow up fast if you uh, start throwing every punch with everything you got. I yeah, would think. Yeah, your right? fatigue and endurance is everything in boxing. You need to you know be nice and relaxed. What, uh, so you've you've had some fights then too. I'd never officially fought in a boxing, uh, like in, in, the, in competition. I've done tons of sparring, right. worked with a number of MMA fighters, uh, pro boxing, and got them ready for their fights. I have, it's been, I've been. That's I've, probably a smart way to do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, not to, you can I, do the boxing without getting hurt. <laughs> no, no, Because the whole time I'm like, he does have a nice nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. No, not to say that I haven't, I, 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 quite, twice I've been ready to compete. And the opponent didn't show up. Really? That happened twice. So you're just not meant to. You're I don't know what it is. I, it's not easy to get they're a fight. Just, they were super intimidated, I, I guess. I don't think it's even that. I think for whatever, I would like the for it to be that. The universe doesn't want you to fight. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, they called it off or something went wrong. Your mom probably called them and was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, my your, mother, your you know what's best for you, you're not going to show up. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'm a fucking a man in his mid-30s and my mother's calling <laughs> up the gym. Like. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. All right, so... You may survive the fight, but I don't know that you'll survive me. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, so training... So for someone who's just starting with boxing, so the training starts with lots of cardio. Right. Then what would be, like, the next step to introduce? Well, um, I, I, can't, I can't put enough emphasis... Like, I can't stress enough just being relaxed. Like, say someone is, gonna, is, 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 is listening to this um, and, and they're thinking about trying boxing. Just going, going along and almost, like, forming to what's going on being as relaxed as possible and if you're going to go into a boxing session be prepared do your, your road work run make sure your wind is up because it does require a lot of stamina yeah, but you most don't realize that because oh, you think cute. oh i'm just standing like you know step here step there but you are in your feet are oh, you don't always stop moving. moving and it's your whole body too i think a lot yeah. of times people think it's all about the well, punching and no it's, it has exactly and that's why i was trying to stress like everyone wants to come with the power off their arms it's actually a core and legs mm-hmm. that's where you get up the most power because yeah, boxers always have amazing bodies and it's not just their upper bodies it's like their backs are sick their stomachs and I think it's because it's so much core right right it's all core you know back in the days some of these boxers used to do just core exercises and a lot of running and shadow box all the time with some sparring and it got them in great shape I have a problem with guy, some of my male clients because they never want to do legs and I always try and say, no. It's the foundation, man. You need, the, you need to do legs. And if you want to have a six-pack, you can't skip leg day. Right. You can't because all the, all the lower body stuff from your base, so important. It's, it's all core. It's all so important. Absolutely. And that's why boxers have ripped up abs, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, everything is coming from your core. It's swivel action. You know, once again, you had mentioned. You're moving the hip flexors, yeah, the obliques. It's, it's all coming from the ground up. I tell them, work from the ground up. And a lot of times you'll see a disconnection with people. You know, it's, it's also getting a little rhythm, you know? Um, it's almost like a merengue dance or a salsa dance. You got to, you know, make <laughs> sure that you're working from the ground up. It's not a disconnection. And good warm-ups for boxing that you're going to see a lot is the jump rope. You start with the jump rope, you are forced to use your hands and feet at the same time. Right, coordination. Coordination. It's like if you don't got the coordination, you're going to be a brute in there and take a lot of shots. Yeah, it's so funny in like the kickboxing classes which are more like cardio kickbox you know yeah watching people like who are just so off with like you know get but like that's what's important is like the coordination of boxing right it's like mixing your whole body mm-hmm. right and you know what another thing is how long, how long are the rounds they're the three minute three round minutes, right? three, each round is three minutes and and competition it could start anywhere from four rounds to 12 rounds mm-hmm. um so you know you got to pace yourself and work you know work smart you know if you're competing or training, for that matter. Yeah. So when people talk about the, the new buzzword, I guess it's not that new, but you always hear high-intensity interval training. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitionally, that's a boxing workout is high-intensity interval training. It's these three-minute intervals of this extremely intense activity. Right, but it doesn't have to be that way. You know, you can, like, in, in, in boxing competition or even in training, you just want to get the technique right. It doesn't have, your heart rate doesn't have to be sky high the entire right. time. But for training... Purposes like to get to, to become a good boxer, you definitely want to incorporate that, and it could be outside of the actual boxing workout. For example, there was a time when they had boxers running 12 miles before a fight, which is a lot of wear and tear on your legs. Can you imagine? Right. And then, like you know, you, they might Wouldn't be they running. Then like, be exhausted exactly. for the fight. You know, running is a very complicated thing. We all know that. It's like you yeah. know, if you're not running correctly, you could damage your knees. You know. Oh, so many things. Your back. Your back, your ankles, and um, it's, it's just a high risk factor. But so now a lot of, of fighters are actually doing what you had mentioned: high interval training, where you might get 
get for a little jog, but incorporate some hard sprints in there oh, just yeah. to get the wind high and then bring it low. Because in a fight, that's just the way it is. In a controlled, competitive fight, you're not going to be winging shots the entire time. Boxing is a lot like chess where you have to think and focus the entire time. You know, And it's not going to be just like full attack mode. You're going to touch with the jab, which is the most important punch, and mm-hmm. then put combinations together. The right hand, the uppercuts, hooks, move your head, use your legs, get out of there. You know, So it is like you have to pick your spot, be smart, get in and the hell out of there. So hit and not be hit. <laughs> get in, get out. Yep. Uh, when you spar... I've always wondered this. So when you when you spar with someone, what are, what are the rules? Like, what's the etiquette in you terms know, of how hard are you supposed to be hitting? Spar is fighting. It, it is fighting. So it's someone's fi- throwing throwing real yeah. punches at you. The only difference is, you know, and, and of course, it could it's contr- some of the uh, sparring is more controlled than others. Uh, but if you're going, that's hard sparring, right? So, for example, I recently had sparred with. Um, let me give a shout out to this guy. He just recently had a fight. Uh, Rafael um, Nato. I might mispronounce. I may be mispronouncing his name. He's an MMA fighter, UFC oh, cool. guy, and um, the spawn was really good. Natal. Natal. Sorry, Rafael Natal, aka Sapo. That's my man right there. So we spawn as like 16 ounce gloves, headgear. But you know, for three minutes, you know, we lick each other up and see where we're at. You know, he was getting ready for a fight. But I say that to say this: that will be in- more intense sparring. Right. right? Um, when you get two newer guys, he's prepping for a he's prepping for a, a fight. He's got right. a specific purpose. He's not exactly now like an I, accountant that wants to get in better shape. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Um, and you, but it still has to be controlled to a certain degree. Like he, his opponent may throw a lot of left hooks, so I'm required to throw a lot of left hooks. So he, he'll tell you what he needs. His trainer to, will. Oh, his trainer will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So is it what with boxing? Is there anything you can't hit? Like. Are you allowed to hit people in their face? You, like- you can hit the entire torso area, not below the belly button. You can okay. hit the side of the face, you know, just straight, straight. You can hit the head, but not in back of the head or the back. Okay, so torso. Yeah, you can hit the eight. arms. Anything from the waist up, basically. Yeah, yeah. Just not your back or the back of your head. Why? Oh, just because you could get seriously hurt. Yeah, you hurt. get seriously hurt. But you know what, this... There's ways of getting around that and, you know, sneaking those shots. And it's always done in professional boxing. So now when someone's two people are sparring, is that what it, yeah. So now the winner is the person who's not on, like, like how does, how does it end? Someone's on the floor. No, no. How sparring is, sparring is, is just the training. It's, it's, oh, okay. it's, so- it's, it's a, it's a, uh, you're practicing for a big fight. So you're, you're just essentially just working on specific skills okay. for most sparring sessions, for specific points in, in most sparring sessions. All our sparring is like just a regular fight and whoever gets the best of who. But there are coaches there saying this is what, you want, what we want you to work on. What's right. more important on the pro level, being able to take a punch or being able to throw a punch? Oh, definitely throw a punch. You don't want to take any punches at any given time. <laughs> Listen, the fact of the matter is, I mean, there's a machismo that's attached to any, you know, combat sport. But those boxers who take brutal shots like that, although they are exciting, they don't last long. You don't ever want to take a shot. I don't care what, right. you know, you know, you don't ever want to take a shot like that. And it's usually done by guys who don't box very well. You know, boxing is an art form. It's the sweet science. You want to hit and not be hit, at, at any, at, you know, by any means. Wait, so then, then for the actual sport, so how does the person lose? Like, is there, is, are you like... 
Is it points on hit? Oh yeah, they, it's they points can't... on hit. It's uh, you know, it's so the the objective is the knockout, right? right? So. But you know, it's a points uh, accumulation of clean shots, aggressiveness, ring generalship, and and defense. And there's a judge that there's like three judges, three judges, and they rate. Right. So like, if you punch someone in the face, that could be two point. Like, is that how it? Right. It's yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's a, a score just like that. Right. Um, a knockdown is a two point round. So though you know to be, you know. Eight, who would you have? Uh, who would you have awarded Apollo Creed versus Rocky in Rocky One to? What was that? Was it was a split decision. We're on the end of Rocky One. What was it? I forget. It's a split decision. Apollo Creed won by split decision. Did he at the end? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember that too much. But uh, but but Rocky. Rocky man, way, Ro- so. yeah man. Rocky was everything I know about boxing. I know from Rocky. Aren't they still Seriously. making Rocky? Rocky. I enjoy. I watched every Rocky. Rocky. I just don't remember that one. That was so mm-hmm. far. I thought. I thought Apollo won that one. He did win. He yeah. Did. Yeah. And Rocky won. He won. But That's it was a moral funny. victory for Rocky. Right, you know what's funny? Rocky V was my favorite word, Drago, right? That, is that oh, the last four. one? That's four. Uh, that's four? Yeah. Well, that's, a, um, that's <laughs> like a, a boxer who's very similar to, um, to, uh, to Drago. He's from Siberia, right? And he's part of this indigenous group called the Monsoons. There's only like 10,000 of them left. Oh, wow. And he's called the Siberian Rocky. And he's a beast. Dude grew up like on raw fish and like bear meat, you know? And this dude... <laughs> So check this out. His last fight was at the Barclays Center. He's a champion, lightweight champion. And he, um, he fought a Long Island cat named Chris Algieri. He caught Chris Algieri with a left hook that damaged Chris Algieri. In the first round, Chris Algieri's eye popped out to a, like oh, a pearl. Oh, man. First round. And it was like closed. And it, you know what kind of hit that? As soon as he got hit, it like swelled up oh, to like a grapefruit. Oh. Wouldn't you believe was knocked out again. Knocked down again. Chris Algieri. Everyone's like, "Oh, all his fans are there from." I think he's from Huntington, Long Island. Are <laughs> uh, there in Brooklyn rooting this guy on? Oh yeah, yeah his parents. He are got there. it together. This was the thing about boxing. Wait, he, he went out for a second round with his. He eye went out, out for a second stocking? round with one eye. Oh, pulled man. it together. This is the beautiful thing about boxing. He pulled it together and beat the guy. Holy! By an accumulation, he outboxed Holy the Russian. Yeah. I have you like know a what kind of he outboxed the guy whose out, sparring so. partners were like bears. Right in the wilderness. Right. That's that's crazy. You gotta understand. He could have made up all those names and that entire story. Yeah. I would never know. I would never know. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted crazy. to know. Holy crap! So wait, when he did the second, came in for the second round, his eye was just like yeah. And he lost some more rounds, but he won the more. He lost the war in the sense that he looked beaten. Yeah, beaten up, but he won. But he won an accumulation point, and the way he pulled it together, like you gotta understand, when it comes to like fighting sport or anything that requires you to dig that deep yeah. it really measures who you are as a human being both mentally and physically and he exposed a beautiful side of what human beings are capable of when properly trained it was oh, beautiful that's insane yeah. man it's amazing like you know I don't know if listen I get hit wobbling like time out <laughs> you know like yeah, right. you know that's mm. serious stuff man. Uh, I are- would never let anyone punch me in the face period, <laughs> yeah. ever under any circumstances and I've been hit like that like, and you I got understand? punched in the face once oh man there's no joke. It's no joke. You guys, but that's also like learning how to take a hit, you know? I mean, these guys, once again, when you're sparring, 16-ounce gloves. These are 8-ounce gloves. Yeah. No headgear. Were you Just there for that fight? The Barclays? I watched it on TV. So when you saw a guy get his eye knocked out, you should have called your mother and thanked her immediately. Oh, <laughs> immediately. Listen, Thank I, you, Mom. I, I've been injured sparring. I mean, I've been hit. To the point where I just saw black and my knees gave out and I looked like a newborn gazelle, you know, like <laughs> or a newborn giraffe. Like, oh shit! Oh, don't get it twisted, sparring. I've gotten my, you know, I caught some heavy shots. Oh, I'd imagine 
sparring with the professional yeah, MMA I mean, fighter? It's, I mean, sometimes not even a professional. It's just a guy who lands a good shot, and that's it. How's Emma at boxing? Emma's one of, is a common friend of A very ours. funny friend of ours who's, who's also a comic. She's good. She's very strong. Yeah. Because she's strong. got a fight in her. She's a skin. Oh, you met Emma. She was we, the, we had her on the show. Actually, you guys yeah. did, too. She uh, was the girl on for the addiction episode. But uh, she's got a fight in her. That's why I was curious. Oh, that's But she's awesome. little. She's like this little skinny thing, but... You know, and the thing is, and I share this with Emma. Uh, I'll say this about Emma because I think she appreciate. She's nat- she's naturally like just a strong person, yeah. and she likes to work hard. Which we, you guys were talking about that earlier. How you enjoy working. With, you know, you said no. I think oh, the you people said, that you can push hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, she always is game. You know. Yeah. What do you think about would would uh, boxing training be a good activity for couples? I train a few couples. Yeah. And they have a ball together because I, I incorporate, um, you know. I like a boot camp regiment style workout with the boxing. And, you know, they could do a lot of drills together and they have a, a good time with it. I could see that. I have, to, I have, I have a, a question I, I want to ask just because it's something that's come up before. We had a question about, um, and I know a lot of fighters do this, about abstaining from sex before a big competition. What, what are your thoughts on that about fighters that don't have sex before a fight? That, that's very old school. Um, I think uh, new... Trainers now watch you to actually continue to have sex and li- living as a normal life as possible prior to a fight because you want to be as relaxed as possible. You don't want to be like this ball of like tight, deprived, you know, energy. You want to be like, I'm comfortable. So the more know. sex, the better. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I have a question. Then we're going to have to wrap it up soon. But what do you think is uh, food wise? Before training, after training, what do you recommend for people? You know, everybody's different. Um, but I would say, you know, when people come to me, oh, I didn't eat anything. You know what? You have to eat. You have to live your life. You know, like I had this one client say, oh, before I see you, I I, I just had a, a peanut butter uh, peanut butter on an apple slice. I'm like, you know how hard we're training? Eat a big breakfast. Yeah, you need that fuel. Yeah, you need that fuel. And afterwards, you know, eat something that you enjoy. Like, make it. Listen, be practical with yourself, but listen, a big meal, a big breakfast is good, right? And then two hours, an hour later, go train and then have, you know, have your lunch. But for breakfast, if it's boxing, I would say a nice bowl of fruit, maybe some oatmeal, um, egg whites are good, whole wheat bread, a lot of water. Tons of water, I would imagine, yeah, because you're going to get dehydrated. And then after your training, you get a sweet potato, some grilled chicken. And then as the day goes on, you can snack on some other fruits and stuff. But lots of water and keep the dinner smaller, you know, so you're not going to sleep on it right, right. with a big man. Wait, I have one more question. Boxers, are they paired against each other on, like, weight? How much each other weigh? Like, how is... Yeah, they're weight like classes. You know, like, wrestlers, it's weight... Is it the same for boxing? It's weight classes, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah we had a kickboxer on that was, talked to us about cutting weight on one of our other, other episodes. Do, box, which, do which, boxers do that also? Oh, yeah, man. And, you know, if you're not discipline outside of your boxing life you could blow up 20 pounds then you gotta lose this weight in a matter of you know a month or so it's gonna be brutal you remember that guy buster douglas yeah it was like a fluke thing this guy beat mike tyson he was the first guy to beat mike tyson and between the rematch with tyson and when he won the title i think he just knew like that's never gonna happen again yeah the dude like basically like hit the buffet after the fight and did not (laughs) stop 
That's show up. We was like twenty five pounds overweight, something like that, right? A, a lot of the, a lot of those boxes blow up after their career is done because they're so they're deprived of food for a lot most of their career. That becomes like an addiction. Also, oh, boxing just burns so many calories that if you're not doing that training every day. Oh yeah, the second you stop, it's probably yeah. Because I actually think if you take twenty minutes twenty minutes of boxing, twenty minutes of running, twenty minutes of cycling, boxing, you're burning the most calories out of the three. Oh yeah, I mean. You're using more parts of your body, Actually, too. Actually, besides swimming, I can't even think of a a cardio that you'd burn more calories than Yeah, boxing. it's definitely up there. Right? Yeah, I, mean, I think you're just so using just more so of your body. full body. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, Sergio, you don't know this, but at the end of the show, we have a Danny Tanner moment. Oh, it's that time. <laughs> For Full House? Yeah, when okay. we go around. I've been, I've been watching a lot of Full House. My daughter <laughs> look, loves uh, it. Uh, oh, your, yeah. Your daughter. daughter. <laughs> yeah, she's too. <laughs> so, so this is for her. This is for her. Um, so where we, you know, how like at the end of the show, there's like, a th- like, you know, sad music and they all talk about what they learned, you know, like there'll be a touching moment. So that's what we do at the end of our show where we go around in soft voices and talk about what we learned. So Michael, what did you learn this week? I learned that the key to success in boxing, whether you be training or fighting competitively is being super relaxed and that having lots of sex will Will, will, uh, will help you get super relaxed. That's beautiful. I will have a lot of sex after this show to relax. What about you, Sergio? What did you learn? I learned that I can't um, stand my voice for long periods of time. If <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I sound nasal. And, uh, what I are think you I'm go- talking about? I, I think I'm going for a voice change uh, after this. That's all right, because all of our our listeners wish they were deaf. So if they're deaf, if our listeners only booger are deaf, eater. yeah, no, booger no, eater. What I the invite know, stands. Seriously, find us. Is that um, what you had mentioned earlier about uh, being annoyed by people approaching you at the gym? Yeah, you know, you're there to work out, train is back off until the time is appropriate, dudes. If you're looking to Hit on a girl, man. It's Tinder for that. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So take a selfie. Or or there are some girls at the gym. If your hair is down and they have full makeup on and they're not sweating, mm. those are the girls that want to be approached. Walking around looking like a peacock. Yeah. At the gym. <laughs> that was beautiful, Sergio. Although you didn't talk in your soft voice, but it was still beautiful. I learned. What did you learn, Robin? I learned that even if your eye is fucking out of your socket. Shut the fuck up and get back in Suck the it up. I like it. Yeah. All right, Sergio, thank you so much for coming on. Where My can pleasure. people find you, both personal training and comic? Because, guys, he's hilarious. Oh, thank you, Robin. Um, SergioChicone.com. That's S-E-R-G-I-O-C-H-I-C-O-N. You'll find him. That's my website. And definitely... Uh, tweet at him he's really funny all right guys i'm robin shaw i'm michael buckley and this is the podcast